What's up, everybody? This is Alyssa Amoroso, a.k.a. Publicity, who is ready to spill some tea. Because this is Tea with Publicity. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to Tea with Publicity. We are back in studio. The summer series is officially over. And I'm just like so excited to hit the ground running. I have such an exciting interview today. You may know her from TikTok. Maybe you know her from being a sports illustrated model. I am having Ella Halikas on the pod today, and she is incredible. I can't wait for you guys to hear this interview. We're talking all about body image, mental health. She's sitting down with me to answer your Ask Alyssa questions, and it's a good one. So I'm so excited to have guests back. Thank you for hanging in hanging in there during this entire summer series. Um, now we're going to hit the round running, so get Get ready for some exciting stuff. As you guys know, this podcast is sponsored by Macy's, this episode and every other episode. And I want you guys to really own your style because they are serving up the quintessential palette for autumn. Spicy nutmeg, warm pumpkin, and fall leaves. If you want to bring extra dimension to your harvest hues, Macy's has the tweed, ruffles, suede, and other playful textures and patterns to get you there. No matter how you choose to wear your fall shades, you make it style. For all the inspo you need, visit macy's.com slash own your style. And if you need a little help finding your footing or if you are a veteran that just needs a pointer, pair up with a Macy's personal stylist. They'll help you put your look together This is actually something that's new news to me since I started working with Macy's that I feel like the public doesn't know that they should know is that Macy's actually has personal stylists available to you for free. So if you go in the store, they could help you shop for yourself or you could go in and be like, hey, I need to get my grandma a gift. She's this age. This is what she likes. They'll pick out options for you. I don't know. I just thought that was like the coolest feature ever. So head over to Macy's.com slash personal stylist to book your appointment or you could just go to macy's.com slash own your style. I know I'm hitting you guys with a lot of websites right now, but I also do have macy's.com slash T if you want to shop my selects. So I'll be linking fall items all fall long. So don't worry, you won't miss out on anything. Um, but definitely think that personal shopper thing is like really cool. Um, into the interview. Okay. Oh my God. Did I... Did I tell you guys I'm moving to L.A.? Like, was that discussed? Because, oh, yeah, last week. Okay, last week I did tell you I was moving to L.A. I was like, did I just, like, have a brain fart and completely get forget that? Um, so nothing really new to catch you up with there. I've just been, like, same old. Um, this week is Fashion Week, which is why Ella's in town. Um, I did not go to anything. Not because, like... I don't know. A lot of people say, oh, I'm not. I'm skipping out on Fashion Week this year because they're not invited to anything and they just don't want to admit that. I do get invited to some things, but nothing cool. So like I'm not going because like they're not of interest to me. If I did want to go to cool stuff, there's like a lot of networking that you have to do and a lot of ass kissing that you have to do to get invited to the cool shit. And I used to do that. Like, I am not above it. I was that girl years ago. I would go to all the cool events and have, like, the best time ever. But I'm just at the point where, like, 
I rather put my energy into the podcast. So I really spent this week trying to see who's in town and interview people versus like pitching myself as like a guest to attend these shows. Um, New York Fashion Week is really cool. And like if you do get to go, it's it's amazing. Like fashion is so cool. It's basically art on people's bodies. Um, I, I know a lot of people do talk like shit about Fashion Week because the influencer scene has made it really – I don't know, it's become like a Coachella where like you feel FOMO if you're not there, but if you are there, then you get to see the inner workings and that's not always the greatest either. But I think to each their own, if you enjoy it, more power to you. If you don't, then stay home like I chose to do this year. Um, If you just didn't get invited to anything, then you're probably just not networking enough. So don't, don't feel bad. Like it's very, you have to like maintain relationships with these brands and these PR people for years. And if you're not doing that, like you're probably not going to be on their radar unless you are like top percent number one influencer in the industry. So it's all just like it's all relative. It all works out the way it's supposed to be. But I don't want to waste that much time today because I do have a long interview with Ella. So I'm going to sit down with her. You'll hear our amazing conversation. She will be joining me for Ask Alyssa. And then stay tuned towards the end of the episode because I am spilling the tea. Yes, we're back to that. I'm giving my, I want to say my like controversial Harry and Olivia take. I am talking about my new obsession, the show Tell Me Lies on Hulu, and um, I think I might be starting a new obsession, which is called The Crown, following Queen Elizabeth's death. So stick around. But in the meantime, let's get into the interview. Okay, guys, I am here with Ella. Welcome to the pod. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm so excited. In town for Fashion Week. In town, baby. I mean... I was reading a little bit about your career, and I also obviously know from following you, but this is all, like, kind of recent for you, like, since 2020. Yeah. I, like, just want to know how one decides to model, and then, like, the next day is, like, a Sports Illustrated model. (laughs) Honestly, it's, like, I think years and years in the making that a lot of people don't see, like, on social media, because I didn't really have, like, a following and whatever, but a lot of that was, like, in the process. So, like, but isn't Sports Illustrated, like, don't you have to, isn't it a public vote? No. So, yeah, not really. Like, if you have more people telling them, like, yes, 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 pick Ella, maybe that will help. But it's like um, you submit a video online and they might or may not see it. And then if they do, they might hit you up for a callback. It's like very just like post it and see if it hits. And I had done that for three years before. Oh, because I've seen people doing it and it's kind of like them hyping their followers up. Right. To get involved. Exactly. So for you to do it without a following is even more impressive. I mean, it was it was brutal. I was like literally tagging them in every photo for the last like four years and Ashagram and every curve model was like tag, 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 tag. You can't get rid of me. <laughs> wow. So when did you know that you wanted to go into curve modeling? Um, honestly, it's something I always had wanted to do, modeling just in general. Since like I was a kid, I was so fun getting dressed up with my mm-hmm. sister and yada, yada. The older I got and the curvier I got, I think the more I realized, okay, maybe that dream's not obtainable. Like let's mm-hmm. find different avenues and career fields. Went to school in Hawaii for journalism, wanted to be a news anchor. And then with Ashley Graham and all these other curve models and the whole plus size industry boomed, I was like, wait, there is like a possibility mm-hmm. this could happen. Started taking photos in Hawaii, going to school there, just like bikini photos, posting them on Instagram. And then, I, you know, people were like, why don't you take this? Like, why don't you actually try and do this? And I didn't think it was possible still, yada, 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 self-doubt, and then ended up getting scouted on Instagram, which was really cool. That's awesome. But that just goes to show, like, 
you went for it. You were posting your body, whether things came from it or not, like right. you had that confidence. Like where where did that confidence come from that you have in yourself? Because you like mm-hmm. exude confidence. And I think that's why so many people follow you. Yeah. It took so long to get there. And like every day, it's like a mission. Like it's, ne- I always tell people, like, be patient with yourself. It's mm-hmm. an everyday thing that we work on. I think it was just over time of just being fed up with not being confident. Like, I think when you get pushed to a point of like, I am miserable, like, I hate, mm. hate feeling this way. Like, I'm tired of like not living my best life and not wearing this and not wearing the bikini and not doing that. I almost was like pushed to a point of like such high insecurity that I was like, I need to make a change. And do the self-work and focus on being a better person and being kinder and doing that. And it was more of like an internal development of confidence always than yeah. external. Like nothing changed on the outside except I gained weight. <laughs> and I'm more confident now. Like Isn't nothing crazy? changed. Yeah. I kind of had like the opposite where I grew up like thinner and was so confident and then mm-hmm. put on weight later in life. And then I didn't know. I was always so confident that I was like, wait, where'd it go? Like, because, like, you know, sometimes people are like, oh, I was born without it and then I gained it. Mine Mm -hmm. was almost like I had it and then I lost it. Really? So it was weird. interesting opposite. Yeah. So now I'm in the stage of, like, I mean, I think I'll always innately be a confident person. Like, I think if you're – like, I was so confident growing up that you don't lose that. Right, right. Like, it's really in there. There's still certain things where even if I'm feeling insecure, something will happen and the sassiness will come out. I'll be like – Oh fuck that! I could do that better. Yeah, you know what right? I mean? Like, yeah, hundred percent. It's still it's in part there. Of that. Yeah, it's it's in the blood. It's in the DNA. Yeah, but I think it's also just having like even with relationships and dating and stuff. Like I just have confidence, and I think more importantly, like morals. Where mm-hmm. I'm like, no, I won't stand for that. Right. Or like, no, this goes. This makes me uncomfortable, and I'm not willing to compromise on right. that. Right. So for you, in terms of like. I know you talk a lot about how you're like a gym girl and you're athletic and mm-hmm. you played sports. I also played sports, by yeah. the way. I wouldn't say I'm like athletic, but I'm not. Miss Athlete, please. I'm not bad. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, okay. Yeah. But, I, think I dabbled in sports or whatever. Yeah, like I like played lacrosse. I love that. Um, no big deal. But you like work out all the time. I see you with the trainer, like in the gym. And Thanks, yeah. What is it like? Because there's such a misconception around women that are curvier. Oh, they're lazy. Right. You're not lazy. Right. So, like, how do you deal with that? I think it's just when you know, you know. Like, you know who you are. You mm-hmm. know you work out. You know you're this than that. So it's like when someone else is going to tell you I'm lazy yeah. or, oh, my God, my walk on the runway, that's the fastest she's ever walked. Like, is she walking to McDonald's? I'm like, you're just an <gasps> idiot. You know what I mean? Like, you don't even make sense because, like, you don't know anything. Or, like, like first time she's ever walked in, like, a, I'm like, you, don't, you have no clue mm-hmm. what I do. So for me, it's more of, like, you're just ignorant. Like, you don't even know what you're talking about. If it's someone that, like, follows my journey and whatever and, like, comments on it, I'm like, that's messed up and, like, we'll maybe hit different or, like, someone that you're, like, yeah. friends with, whatever. Because it's like you should kind of know the person I right. am. Right. You yeah. should know who I am and, like, what I do. But, yeah, honestly, you can't feed into that and just, like, know. I think it's – there is such a misconception, though, around it. And, you know, we are – like, if you're a curvy or plus size, you're automatically put into a box of, like, you don't work out, you're unhealthy. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what do you even know? Like, what is health? Like – how do you classify health? Mm. You can't put a number on it. You can't put like a BMI on Like you can't. Like there's maybe ranges that doctors will say, but like that's honestly BS. So like mm. for me, I'm kind of like no one knows my health. No one knows your health. Like no one knows. So I'm kind of like I don't let it phase me. That's great. And I think you have to have that confidence if you are 
putting yourself out there. Totally. I've seen your walking videos. I think your walk is fire. Like Thanks. you walk with so much confidence. Yeah. And so much like charisma. And it's like so much cooler to me to see someone like you walking than like a robot. Mm-hmm. Like those high right. fashion models right. that are just like so robotic. Right. You're like, I want to feel the energy, you know? Yes. And that's what I love to bring is like that energy because I want you to feel it. I want people to get hyped. I want like it's to fun. fill the room. Like, you know, it's fun. It's so fun to watch you. Thank I, you. So you also have been kind of like viral for these celebrity moments that you're recreating. I think mm-hmm. the first one was the Julia Fox one. Yeah. So which outfit was it? The denim? It was – so the first one was like a white kind of like matching piece, like a skirt, low-rise skirt with the okay. bandeau crop top thing. And then the, like the leather boots, the leather the gloves, boots. all that. Okay, that was so fun. Julia Fox, as you all know or should know, dresses like scantily clad. Like she's always yep. like taking risks and just like putting herself out there. Oh, yeah. And like when she wears something, it makes headlines because she's like reconstructing it in her home. Like right. cutting the waist DIY. off her jeans. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> it's kind of easy to create at home because it's like she's literally taking a men's shirt and making a two-piece. Oh, yeah. And like cutting it yeah. right there. So yeah. you did that 100%. on – a curvy body Mm -hmm. and it made headlines yeah it was just so cool because I hadn't seen it been done a lot within Mm -hmm. like our industry and I think for me I was like I want to do something different but also meaningful and I think I see so many of these like iconic supermodels and thin celebrities in the 2000 culture and like the heroin chic you know culture all that back in the day it's like I want to like wear that. Like I want to pull that like Leah turd mm-hmm. off and like that low cut jean and like that whatever. Like I want to pull that off and I'm like, wait, but I can. So why don't mm-hmm. I show it? And so for me, it was more of like, yeah, she looks damn good, but like I can too. And I'm a 14. So like, let's show people. And I think when I, once I started doing it, it was like, whoa, that actually looks really good. Or like some people are like, you look better than Julia. Or you look better. Than, I'm like, okay, it's not about who looks better. You're missing the meaning here. Like I'm not trying mm-hmm. to like bash another woman to like bring another woman up. But thank you for the compliment. I think it's more of just like, oh, well, like you can pull that off. Like, yes. you know, like, oh, you're thicker and you can wear like a Calvin Klein bra and underwear. You might look a little crazy in the store wearing that. But like you're pulling off a bra and underwear with like a blazer and it looks sick. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like stuff like that where I'm like, I just want to push the boundaries. I want to push – like what's normal and what's not and what's appropriate and what's not. I'm like, who says like says who, mm. you know? No, and I think like seeing you do that, like there were curvy creators that were like cre- recreating Hailey Bieber's look. But what you did was like something out of people's like quote unquote comfort zone, mm-hmm. which was recreating an outfit that wasn't baggy, that wasn't right. like covering everything you very revealing. went to the extreme very and covered – Exactly. Yeah, and covered nothing. <laughs> sorry, mom and dad. <laughs> and left it all out. <laughs> Literally, I was like, did you see the grocery store picks? <laughs> sorry, sorry. So, we like, so now this is kind of your thing. Like you <clears throat> yeah. take like a viral outfit, a vi- viral moment, and totally. then you flip it on its head and create it. And you yeah. just did it with Kim K. Yeah, did it with Kim K. <laughs> I feel like you need to do next time Megan Fox has a look. Cause like you Is know, it a she, see-through dress. Well, she has those like viral moments. She does. I have looked those up. Like when her and MGK like wore that pink outfit, but mm-hmm. you have to catch it when it like is fresh but right. I feel like she's a she's a good one yeah no there's she's a good one that I'm watching there's a few that I'm like hmm even like an iconic like 2000s look like, like even, redo an ad yeah like a very vintage ad but like, <gasps> I would love to do that I have an idea what? the Pepsi ads I have that on or my the got milk like yep. the got milk ads with yep. Britney Spears and people a hundred percent so like what? coming soon yeah I think it's amazing a hundred percent and you call yourself like a self-made model mm-hmm. and like 
what like explain to me how you even went from like point a to point b to like taking pictures on instagram you said you Uh got scouted Mm -hmm. but then it's like how do you make that into a career right i actually had this conversation with my cousin last night about it because she was asking me for like tips and like how i did it i think a lot of people don't talk about this i feel like i've been able to humbly speaking, master this marketing technique where like I am my biggest advocate, my Mm. biggest cheerleader. There's PR now and like I have teams and stuff, but like for the longest time it was just me, no team, no nothing. And I was able to get into massive media and like Yahoo and all this stuff and I mean, not with a team. And and people are like, how are you doing that? Like, are you paying for this? I'm like, no. Like, they're messaging me. I got like a cron news segment in SF by myself on TV. Mm. Like, that was me. And I think you take you take a success or you take a win, you take a campaign, whatever it is, and you make like five pieces of content around it. Yeah. And it first started when I moved to LA and I wanted to get into modeling and they were like, you're just a swimsuit model. And then the next month in August, I booked a JCPenney commercial and mm. I was like, what the, never seen this money before, never seen a commercial like, before. Oh my God, I could do what? more. Yeah. Than, yeah. And then it was like a Snapchat commercial the next week. And I was like, what's going on? Like, oh my God. So I took the JCPenney thing and I, I had a little bit of a TikTok following then. And I posted it and it went viral. And I posted another one and it went viral. And I just kept going with that. So then it's like, SI, you get something as big as SI. I'm not going to let that die down. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And some people may. Some people be like, yeah, that was really cool that happened. And then kind of let that conversation die. I will keep that conversation prevalent in everything I do. And now, so every interview, it's like, oh, you're a Sports Illustrated model. I'm like, because I keep that fire underneath me. Mm-hmm. So I think the biggest tip I can give you if you're trying to push, you know, boundaries, whatever it is, or grow your following is like, take something that's great and interview a sound by a photo that went viral or iconic and see how you can build off that. Mm-hmm. And I think I've been able to really master that and keep kind of momentum going. It is true you say that because when you strike gold, you strike gold, like with an algorithm specifically. Right. Like my first video about mid-sized fashion that went viral is like the one that got me my largest amount of followers mm-hmm. in from one video ever going viral. I got like 250,000 followers from wow. one video that was six seconds long. Wow. Do you know how many girls used my sound and got followers? Really? Because something about the algorithm, the algorithm, the sound, whatever Whoa. I had said, and then I would repost it months later, and I would still see an uptick. Mm-hmm. So, like every few months, I would recirculate this video because yep. I'm like, for whatever reason, yeah, it works. Right. So, like, why break it? And I, right. I recent, I don't think it does anymore because I think consumers have like come a long way in like two years oh, where yeah. they don't fall for stuff as much anymore, but. I think, like, if something works, especially on an algorithm, you just have to keep, like, repurposing the same vein of content. Totally. Because something about it is resonating with people. Right. And they want to see that. Yeah. It's so crazy. And and I'm like, okay, maybe I'm posting, like, the SI walk video too much. But every time I did it, I would have a different caption, a different turn to it. Maybe it's replying to a hate comment or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so it's still fresh. Like, even though it's an old video, I'm going to make it fresh or I'm going to make it relevant now. Or, like... Oh, like a video of me walking, but I didn't walk in fashion week. I'll still use one of my walking videos to like snip it into a fashion week blur mm-hmm. because it's still relevant to walking a show. So like there's different ways to incorporate old material and make it new material. So like when you apply for SI, what is the process like? Like how many girls do they pick? Does it mean you go in the magazine? Does it mean you're in a show? Like what does it entail? So it's interesting. I know some people are like, how does this work? Because it really is kind of confusing. Yeah. It's, um. So you can either get 
picked out by the team mm. via Instagram or whatever, or they contact your agent. They have their eye on you for years and they want you to be a part of the magazine. That's one way to do it. Obviously, it's a swim search that I join, right? So this is like you want to be searched and found. Mm. I didn't have a big following. This is more for people that don't have that big of a following and they can now enter a search. So you can either enter a video and post it online on your Instagram, TikTok, whatever, tag them, and then that's how you can get seen. They also have a platform now called like the Swim uh, Swimfluencer Network-like app, and that's where you can join the app, post your video on there, and it directly will be sent to the team and they'll see it. Mm. But thousands and thousands of girls are submitting every day or not every day but every season when yeah. they do it so you might get lost that's why it helps when your followers are like oh my god tag 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 you know I tag SI, tag. getting attention yeah because so many girls you're competing against I mean it's one of the most like in this industry like everyone wants to do it and so when I went to Miami I actually waited in line at like 5 a.m in the pouring rain it was funny my third time I Third or second, second time I tried out, I didn't get it, but they reposted my video. And it was mm-hmm. when I was in Hawaii. And I was like, oh my God. I like ran out of the restaurant crying. I was like, I think I got it. They just posted me. Like I was so excited. Didn't get it. And I was like, I'm not going to stop. So then no. the day before they announced, they were like, we're opening up a casting call in Miami. Um, you, whoever can come. I literally was a server in Hawaii going to school there. And I like told my manager, I was like, can't come into my shift. I got to go. Miami. I got to go. Sent See? my whole bank account. This is why you'll went, make it though. Literally went to Miami, waited in line at 5 a.m., pouring rain, stood in line, had no outfit, no makeup, no money, nothing. I don't even know what I was doing there, but I was like, I just need to go. And I waited in line and I did it. And it was like a two minute interview. Didn't do that great. I was so nervous. Their phones were up. You have two minutes to talk. It's very nerve wracking. I'm like, ah, oh, this is what I stand for. And then I didn't get it. And I was like, damn, like that one hurt because I spent so much time and money. Third year comes around, it's 2020. And I was like, do I even try out again? And I was like, yeah. And I hired a video. Maybe I had like, I had a bigger team then. I had a makeup girl. I had a hair girl. And then I hired a videographer. It was so great. And I got it that year. So it's like, you have to have that grit. Like you just have to in order to be like seen and like, wow, you know, I was just going to keep knocking on the door until they opened it. Like you are like me. Like I'm the same way. Like I, I will not that, yeah. stop until I get some. Right. Especially when you really want it. Of course, because it's like everything's possible. Right. You just have to want it enough. Mm-hmm. And there's so many girls that maybe after the second time would have given up. Right. And then they, it would have never happened for them. Even after the first. And I'm like, I see people too yeah. that try out and never try it out. I'm like, wait, you would get it again if you tried out this year. Like I'm telling you, try out again. Like, you know. So then you get it. And like, what does it mean? Like, are you in a, are you in a shoe, are you yeah like what happens once you get it so when you become one of the finalists then it's like um you get to go shoot with them so we went to atlantic city because everything was closed because covid mm-hmm. we shot and that was in the magazine but we didn't know at the time when we shot who was going to be in the digital magazine online or uh-huh. in per or in the hard copy so when we shot we thought only six people were going to get hard copy turns out they surprised everyone and put all 13 of us in the hard copy so that was super amazing we're all crying on the phone freaking out then after you're in the magazine, some girls had full pages, half pages, quarter pages, whatever it may be. I was lucky and fortunate. I had a full page. I was like so excited, had no idea. Saw it at the airport for the first time ever. Had no idea what photo they were going to choose, nothing. And I like opened it and just started bawling. It was like such a cool moment. Were you next to the person next to you? Like, no, literally. I like ran to the front. Like as a cashier, I was like, I'm in here. Like, it was that happened so to me cool. once. I was in like new beauty magazine. It was like this big. It was like my head. And I, I was like, I love that. I'm in this magazine. Yeah, you're like, you see that? That's me. That's me. Yeah. my autograph. Like, you just like have to tell someone no I had to because I was like shaking <laughs> yeah. I looked all over San Francisco for it finally found it at the airport um but then that means that um after you shoot with them that's kind of like what it entails and then whoever wins swim search becomes rookie and I unfortunately did not win mm. two of my best friends Katie Austin and Kristen Harper did mm. so they're rookies which means they get to go and shoot again for next year 
that's kind of how oh. it works. Yeah. But for me, I was like, I feel like I won. Like, do you know what you I mean? Like, we all won. Like, yeah. when we got in the magazine, that's what I wanted since I was a kid was, like, in the Sports Illustrated magazine. Another girl I follow was in it, too. I think Maddie Dewey. Um, Maddie. Oh, she got – she won some kind of contest. Yeah. That sounds really I familiar. Just, I don't There's know. There's so she's, many different years, she's on too. TikTok. Yeah. Love that. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, it's, like – it's such a cool thing. Okay. That clears that up because I – I never understood because I'll see right. people entering and being like, vote for me, do this. And I'm like, what's the process? How does that work? Like, what's, yeah. what's happening here? When you get rookie, you can open it up for people to vote. But at the mm. end of the day, the team chooses who. Okay. You know, I don't think it matters how many votes who had. Amazing. But, yeah. I want to talk a little bit about dating life. But also, I kind of yeah. know I sprung this on you last minute. But do you have a Sunday Scandy? Sunday Scandy. Oh, my <laughs> God. I'm nervous. Um, can you tell me one first? Okay. To, like, warm so, it up? So basically, for those of you that are new here or don't know, I do yeah. this thing every Sunday called Sunday Scandies on my stories where people submit anonymous, scandalous stories. I love that. So it gets wild. And I was thinking, I'm like, I got to start like having my guests like give me something here. It doesn't have to be sexual. Like one person wrote in told, telling me that they eat the tails on their shrimp. I'm dead. <laughs> and no. to this day, it's like my favorite thing ever. Literally, you're like, not the tails. <laughs> yeah. I'm dead. What? I don't know why, but I'm just like legend. Yeah, um, literally iconic. Okay, so mine is scandalous, but it's also just like so mortifying. It's one of those things like what? you just wish you could take to your grave that here I am telling everyone. So when I was in – I want to say I was – oh, I think I was a freshman in high school. Okay. I really just, like, wanted to be Carrie Bradshaw. Like, I would write in my online journal, like, Microsoft Word. I would be like, dear diary. No. <laughs> Today I no. wore hot pink shorts. <gasps> and, like, I literally tried to write – you know how she would write, like, very kitschy in the show? Right. I tried to write like that. So Stop. I would detail, like, my hookup with this guy – not sex. I wasn't having sex at 14. I'm but I would detail screaming. like, and then he tugged on the pant loop of my pants. No. Wanting more. Like, I literally thought I was a sex writer. That's incredible. What? I would save it no. to, to my computer. Like, my dad found it. Stop. Not your dad. No. no. To this day, like, I get hot thinking about it. No, like, that makes me uncomfy. You. I got in trouble. He was like, what is this? Because it's me writing like sexual, like real life, like fantasy encounters about <gasps> this junior I'm hooking up with. And my dad read it, read the whole thing. Say psych right now. Is Am I getting punked? Uh, no, to this day, like I can't look him in the eye. Like, we can't talk about it. No, you can't. <laughs> so how old were you when he Keep like- in mind, I was embellishing for the to be Carrie, but he doesn't right. know I'm embellishing. So he Did probably you explain like, that. Oh. I think I was just so embarrassed. I was like, it's not true. It's, not it's true. fiction. It's like Oh God! <laughs> I would crumble. I would. I don't even know what I would no, do. No, like I still want to. No, Dad, you don't get. I didn't write it. Like, I don't know what this is. I want to jump out of my skin. Like, yeah, I literally cannot. That's a scary and scandy. It is. Beyond. That's the best scandy. I'm scary. still petrified. Like, wow, I, it's too soon. It's too soon. It's too okay. Soon. Okay. Great. So, thank you for sharing that with us and making that a safe space for me. Yeah. Um, yeah, right? Off your chest. Um, I actually just sitting here think just thought of one, okay. which is hilarious. Only my close friends know this story. Um, mine's a little scandalous. Mine's yes. a little scandalous. Um, <laughs> okay, so <laughs> I was home from college, and I was at my parents' house, and I think I was like a sophomore in college, maybe freshman, freshman going into sophomore year, 
And I was at home and they were gone. And I hear a knock on the door and I answer it. And it's the pest control boy. No. <laughs> and he was the cutest little thing. And we immediately attraction. Was he like a young guy? He was like a young guy. He was like my age, maybe two years older. And immediately opens it. And we both just were like, whoa. Like we both were like a vibe. Like it was just like, oh shit, who are you? And he was like, who are you? He's like, hey, so, you know, I'm blah, blah, blah. And, you know, I'm here to see. Do you guys have any, like, I don't even know, rats? Or do you guys have any issues? And I'm like, <laughs> any cockroaches? And I'm like, nope, no roaches here, no rats here. And we just like started talking. He's like, what's your name? I'm like, Gabriella, what's your name? He's like, I'm blank. Let's call him Rob. He's like, I'm Rob. I'm like, hey, all of a sudden, I'm like, this vibe is through. Like, I can feel his energy. We talked on like my porch for like 45 minutes. So I go, do you want to come in? <laughs> Wait, I love that you just sat and like had a full conversation. Oh, like, full blown conversation. So where are you from? What are you doing here? Oh, I'm only here for the summer. Oh, great. How long have you worked with the company? Oh, cool. What do you do? Oh, I actually go to school. This is my parents' house. Oh, great. My parents are not home. home, by the way. <laughs> They're not home, by the way. Comes in, gets him a glass of water. We just like made out and had some fun. We we just <laughs> with the pest control boy. I mean, it happens. Stop. Did you exchange numbers? We did, and we ended up meeting the next night and hang out. Stop. Oh, we had some good times with the pest boy. Wait, but that's actually like is that not iconic? I feel like that's iconic, but also like how we should be meeting people, just literally, naturally, naturally. And the vibe was there. Had it not been, of course not. Like thank yeah. you, no cockroaches, goodbye. But the I was like. I want to talk to you more. The fact that there was a vibe from just like him knocking on your door, like maybe he's a long lost love. Like, oh, like he got married and he later DM'd me. <gasps> and I was like, not this time, pest boy. Like, you got that ring. You cuffed her up. Not pesty. a pest boy. Pesty, Get your pesty. pesty ass out of here now. Is so he still a really pest boy? Um, no, I don't think so. It's like a summer job. Oh my God, that's iconic. Iconic. My friends literally are like, you would. You literally would hook up with your best boy. I have people writing into me all the time saying they hook up with their Uber drivers. Okay. And I'm like, oh. Like I have kissed one. See? It's like a thing. <laughs> it's a thing. There's always a vibe there sometimes too. Wait, I've never even had a remotely hot Uber driver where really? I'd be like No, or I'm just like in the back not even paying attention. Right, right. Honestly, there's been some where I'm like, oh wow, are we going to do this right now? Maybe in LA because it's probably like models and actors that just drive uber like yeah it's like a side hustle in new york it's not the vibe no (laughs) since being here i can i can assure that too (laughs) not the vibe here in new york do not try not the vibe your own morning okay that is amazing i love it so much don't judge me guys i swear i'm not a hoe honestly i think it's like that is living i always say like there's certain things in life where you're like that is living and that is one of them it was so fun um let's give out some advice if you're down to help yeah okay so people write in and um let's get to it okay so this person said i don't know if you're still doing ask Alyssa. i am i had my bachelorette a few weeks ago and one of my friends still hasn't paid me Mm -hmm. and another friend who put a lot of costs like dinners drinks activities on our credit cards. I've texted her twice the last two weeks. Venmo reminded her, and I don't know what to do. I totally understand if she can't pay it now, but she hasn't even said a word. In the group chat, everyone responded right away and Venmoed the respective parties except her. Mm. I've known her for 15 plus years and don't think there's malice behind it, but the fact that she can't even give me and my other friend a text or heads up explaining her payment will be delayed is super alarming. What should we do? That's tea. I kind of feel bad because, like, clearly she doesn't have the money. Right. Right? Right. 
There has to be, that's the only reason. That's so it. But it's also like, if she was the one that was putting all the charges and trying to do all this, it's like, that's where it's annoying. Or it's like, you you don't commit to going to something if you're not going to be able to pay. Right. And especially if you're the person trying to order X, Y, and Z, and you're not the one that's paying. I'm Mm -hmm. like, girl, if you don't have the money, you can't even speak up what you want. Mm -mm. (laughs) You just order what we get at the table. Like, you know, like that's even worse. But that makes me feel bad for both parties involved. Me too. Because it's not your friend's responsibility to pick up the tab for you because you, you can't. haven't communicated anything to anyone. Right. And I'm sure if she like, I think maybe she's embarrassed. Yeah. But I do think if she if she was clear and was like, hey, look, like I overspend it and like my budget or like whatever, you know, I'm not prepared for this. Um, can I pay you in payments? Mm-hmm. Like a lot of people will do that. Like mm-hmm. especially if it's expensive, I get it. Like, you know, go on payments. Times are hard. That's but, a good point. You know, I think it's like at the end of the day, we just need communication. So that sucks. She's not even doing that. I feel like when my friends and I were younger, like right out of college, it, this would, you know, you're like living paycheck to paycheck back then. Right. I'd be like, could I wait until the 15th and vice versa? No, like, literally. Would, it would be like the 12th and they'd be like, I could pay you on the 15th. Yeah. And I'm like, that's fine. Like, honestly, same sis. Like, I get it. Like, <laughs> like, no judgment. Like, let's go to so the 15th. I'm thinking like, did this happen on the 1st? And like, she's going to complete True. your payment on the 15th. True. Please report back, Miss Girl. Right. No. I'm curious if it's that. What do you think she should do, though? I think if you're a good friend, I think exactly what you just said uh-huh. and just word it like, hey, like, look. If you can't, if you're like over, if you overextended yourself. Totally get it. I, I totally get it. I just want to make sure, one, you're okay because you, you haven't been answering. Right. Like I understand you. like money's an awkward thing. Right. But if you want, like you could pay me back slowly if that's easier for you. Right. Just let me know. Like I just want to make sure we have some kind of like plan moving forward. Totally. No, just I think something. that's so fair. I think that's so fair to it's say. It's so awkward though because money's such an awkward thing. It so is. Even with friends, I'm like, ugh, it's such a – and why is that though? Like that's a whole other topic of conversation. I know. It really shouldn't be. No. It should be like, yo, I actually don't have the funds right now. Spend a lot of money. Like we'll have it by, you know, the 14th, 15th or I can pay you – but it's such like an ego thing and mm. then it's like maybe then the friends will start talking that she like doesn't have money. It's like – I don't know. Money's such a taboo. Do like, you know weird. what's so weird? Like, I have no taboo around money for myself. Like, I can talk about money to anyone. Like, what I make, what I haven't made, if mm-hmm. I'm poor, if I'm – Like, I just have no – Right. I believe in, I like, transparency. Yeah. But not everyone's like that. So then sometimes totally. I'll be, like, hanging with my friends and I'll realize I'm talking about money – whether it's good or bad. Like, it might be like, guys, I haven't been paid in two months. Right. Because you know how this industry oh, 100%. is. percent It could be something negative or it could be something positive. And, yeah. But then I go home after and I have this weird, like, bit of self-reflection where I'm like, Should was I that weird that? of me? Yeah. But I don't think it's weird. So mm-hmm. I expect everyone else to not think it's weird. I think it depends on the friend, too. And I think, I you, know. like, maybe you'll start to pick up more when you feel those weird situations. Mm-hmm. Like, well, then I go home out, and like, I think yeah. <laughs> Exactly. So you're like, maybe I won't talk about it with Sarah, but like yeah. Nicole was actually really chill about it. I'm going to talk more like with Nicole just about that, you know? Because I think about friendship as like, if we're best friends, like we should be able to talk about the good, the bad, the ugly. Totally. With no judgment. Totally. And like, that's how I like to have my friendships. But just because I feel that way doesn't mean the people on the receiving end are that way. Right. So like, right. it's kind of like a touchy thing. It is. And you have to gauge like yeah. what's the energy. And you'll pick up on the vibe, I feel like. if they're Because maybe they're taught to be closed off about it or they were taught from their parents mm-hmm. never ever to talk about money. So like, People are brought up differently, and that's something that, like, you can't control. So it's always a vibe thing. It is a vibe thing. But this okay. this girl's vibe tells me she cannot pay it, and she does not want to talk about it. We need to know she got if she pays you on the 15th. Yeah, please let us know. Or the 30th. We're waiting. We're yeah. literally 15th coming. 
Okay, this person said, ask Alyssa, first off, love the pod. I've been an avid listener. My question is, when is the right time to consider cosmetic injections? I'm 21 and don't have many issues or problem areas, but I was gifted a certificate for Dice Sport. I think it's a competitor to Botox. What are the pros and cons of using the gift certificate? Is it permanently going to affect anything or what if I like it and can't afford to keep up with it? Context. I won an Instagram context for the cons- for the certificate, so it wasn't like someone gifted it to me personally. Okay, she's mm. 21. And she got how much money for it? It's just like a gift card to get Botox. Oh, okay. Okay, so I've been told interesting things by dermatologists. Because like just working in this industry, I go to so many beauty events. Right. That one time there was this dermatologist at this event and she was saying it actually has nothing to do with age. She was like, sometimes I see 14-year-olds that have deep set wrinkles. Mm. And then sometimes I see 40-year-olds that have none. So I don't really think age per se matters. Right. If you have like a big, thick, permanent line that you want to fix – then maybe go ahead and use it. If you have nothing and you look youthful, like right. don't start. Totally. That's how I agree. feel. I agree with that. I, I yeah, I don't have any right now either. Me and either. I and I've been kind of like, you know, I see a lot of people do yeah. it and it's like, oh, I've heard it's preventative and it helps with, you know, pre-age or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I do get nervous because I'm like, once I do start, I might be addicted and then it might change my look or I don't know. It's scary. Mm-hmm. But I do see people that love it and they're like avid goers. Mm-hmm. They'll talk about it all the time publicly. And that's I love that for them. Um, I agree, though, with you. I think that you can, you know, feel like if you are ready, don't just use it because you got gifted this, mm-hmm. you know, gift card. Use it because you're like, I want to like, you know, I'm insecure maybe about this line yes. or I'm starting to see more like sun, what, whatever it may be. Yeah, like there's a reason for it, not because like you, need you just to. got it for free and yeah. you're like, oh, society tells me I need Botox. I think right. also like an important thing to note is I've never had like any type of like filler or anything in my face, but to my knowledge, filler is what changes your look. Botox just removes wrinkles. So like, for example, like I wouldn't just like go like crazy with fillers because that's when you see people with the big cheeks cheeks. and the lips and they'll do it in their nose and their jaw. Right. Yeah. And they start kind of looking like a little deformed if they go overboard. Right. Whereas Botox, all it does is relax the muscle. So if you get Botox in your forehead, you're just not gonna be able to move your eyebrows. Like it's not like you just won't be able to do this. Do that. Yeah. Or like, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So expressions and stuff. Yeah. So I just think there's a misconception around what each of them is. So I think it's important to like learn and then also to make sure that that brand uh-huh. is a brand that you trust. Cause like you don't want to put this foreign thing into your body. Right. If you don't know if it's like good. You know, it's interesting too, going off of that and like sticking to your gut. I've actually never shared this quick little side story about this. Mm-hmm. I, when I first started getting into modeling, you say yes to a lot of jobs, even yeah. if you're not hundred percent on board, maybe it doesn't align with you. I think when you're in the phase of wanting to grow, you say yes to more than maybe you would want to. Totally. And I had a job offer come in for a Botox and filler company. And I literally turned down a $10,000 job because I was like, I don't want Botox or filler. Yeah, because you had to get it for that. And ad. I had to get it for the ad. And I, Mm-mm. if it was Botox, maybe, maybe I would have. Yeah. But filler, they wanted cheek filler, chin filler, 
And I'm like, no, my face is my money maker. I was just saying, you're such a pretty face. Like, why would you do that? Like, I don't want to do it. And it's like, okay, 10K at that time, in general, too, is a lot of money. But, like, I was like, it's really hard to say no to stuff like that, you know? But deep down, I felt like, no, like, this doesn't align with me right now. I'm not Mm -hmm. against it. But at this moment in my time, like, I don't need to fix or change that. So I would say, like, listen to your gut and don't just follow something because you have a gift card for it. That's what I think. I've I've been to so many of these things and heard so many dermatologists speak and, like, you – if you if if you needed it, I think you'd know. Like you'd be like, "Wow, I have this frown line that like I'm not frowning, but it's still there." Uh-huh. Like you would know, right? If it was really like that bad. Right. So my vote is hold off, hold off. Um. Okay. Last one. I feel like you could help with this. Talking to a guy on Hinge, excited to meet him, but haven't. Wait, did I do this? Yep, I skipped ahead. I was like, wait, this sounds familiar. <laughs> okay. Okay. Sorry. Last one, ask Alyssa. My fiance and I are planning our wedding, and when discussing batch slash bachelorette parties, my fiance said he didn't want one and would rather have our friends slash family put that money towards our wedding since we're having a destination wedding and people will be paying a lot to fly down, but we're covering the, the accommodations. Anyways, while I agree with him, I still want him to have a bachelor party, and I want one. And we discussed having a joint one. I think it could be really fun since we're the last of our friend group to get married. It would allow everyone to come with their significant other, but I'm afraid people will think it's stupid. I brought it up to one of my friends and she asked how it would be different than partying at the wedding. Mm. Wanted to know your thoughts. Is it dumb slash does it not make sense to do a joint one? I actually do have an opinion about this. Oh, okay. You tell me. You go. I think it sounds like a blast. Me too. Okay. I'm in. I want to be there. 100%. I've always like, I've always actually gotten the vibe or I've just thought this because it's not like many people do it, but I'm like, I like the mix of male, female energy. Right. Like, me too. I think it's fun when like men and women are in a room partying. Me too. When it's just girls, they're one way. When it's just guys, they're one way. But when you're together. It's so fun. It's fun. Especially if it's all your best friends. Like you're not bringing in yeah. like these girls from this hometown and this high school and then your college and this guy's friends with this guy from Oregon and you know, yeah. all different cities. It's like, you guys are already tight and all married. Like, oh my God, yeah, that sounds so fun. I think it sounds like a blast. Also, though, like my toxic brain is like, you're gonna see which couples like aren't as strong as they pretend to be. Literally. Like, true. Like drinking is gonna be involved in the same house. Right. So and so is gonna be gonna fighting. Get angry, yeah, yeah, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah. You're gonna see some real shit right there. But I feel like it'd be fun to even do, I don't know like when your wedding is, but it could even be fun to do like a ski house for two nights and like Go to like a mountain and like totally. you could ski during the men could ski. Get a the, cabin. Yeah. The girls could go to the spa, vice versa. Totally. Like, you can do different activities, yeah. even if it's all together. But then when you come back for dinners and like drinks and yes. like nighttime stuff, that's so fun. I think it sounds like a blast. I, it's like a pregame before the wedding. Too. And then everyone gets so close and like gets to know each other if they way don't. More. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you'll be way more bonded. I love it. I'm in. Oh, perfect. Let we're us know same, if you do it. We're on the same page. <laughs> My girl. <laughs> I'm um, dead. Hello, thank you so much for coming of on. Course. Where Thanks can everyone like me. follow you, stay up to date? Yes, follow me on TikTok and Instagram at Ella Halikis and stay tuned for more recreation shoots, body positivity, confidence, and all that self love coming soon. I love it. Thank you so much. Thanks. Appreciate you. Okay, guys, let's spill the tea. I told you and teased that I had a controversial opinion about Harry and Olivia Wilde. I don't know why he's just like Harry and she's she's a firsty lasty. Harry Styles and Olivia Wilde. Let's get that straight. Okay. 
I don't think I've heard one other person have my take about this situation. And like, I'm kind of surprised people don't. So I want to vocalize it because I feel like if we just use our like, if you use some like people skills, you could kind of figure this out. So basically, there's so much drama around Don't Worry Darling and the premiere and um, the Venice Film Festival, the body language between Olivia and Harry, and then the Florence Pugh stuff and the Shia LaBeouf of it all. And there's all of this, this stuff going on. And people were so quick to jump on Olivia the second unfavorable information came out about her. Let me tell you why I think this is wrong. It's basically exactly what she doesn't want to happen is happening. Like, She's basically trying to pave the way as a woman in this space, as a director, be taken seriously. And the one little bit of information that's negative about her that gets planted in the media, everyone's so quick to like that just change their opinion and just jump on board to believing that she's an awful person who's manipulative and she's a liar and blah, 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 blah. Do we have footage of Shia LaBeouf So basically, let me back up. Shia LaBeouf released a video of Olivia Wilde saying to him, please come back to set. The movie's not going to be the same without you. I really want you to work on the film. And this was following Olivia making statements in Vanity Fair that she fired him. So people are quick to be like, wow, Olivia's such a liar. Here she is begging for him back. But... But she said publicly she fired him. So everyone's saying she's not a feminist, blah, 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 blah. I believe, like, I don't know why people aren't just, like, thinking a little bit more into the sequence of things. Both of these things could be true. She could have begged him to come back on set. He could have came back on set, been a total creep, and then she changed her mind and fired him. Like, why are we forgetting that there's two sides, like, that there's more than meets the eye? That's what I'm not understanding. Why is no one giving Olivia Wilde the benefit of the doubt and so quick to jump to Shia LaBeouf's, like, side when he's, like, been known to have crazy method acting, like, traits and his, like, way of acting is, like, very uncomfortable to work with. And he's been accused of S.A., So I just don't understand why like all of these women and men are just assuming Olivia Wilde isn't the feminist she pretends to be. She's a liar. Like they're just totally tarnishing her character when I believe because I just I just believe like there's more to the story. I believe both things probably happened. She probably begged him to come back. He came back. Then she probably fired him. Like everything's not so black and white. And then the whole thing with her and Harry, because they had uncomfortable body language at the Venice Film Festival, everyone's just assuming that they broke up. Guys, back to Olivia wanting to be taken seriously as a director. If she was kissing Harry and holding his hands on that red carpet, all of the attention from that movie would be about their relationship and none of it would be about her as a female director and the movie as a whole. No wonder she's not sitting next to him. No wonder they're not looking at each other. Like, 
this is very intentional. And I understand it looks weird, but it would look even weirder if she worked so hard to be a female director and then the entire press was about her relationship and not her directorial skills. So again, I don't fault her. Like, I feel like we need as women to give Olivia Wilde a little grace. And like, this is why she's saying it's so hard to be a woman in this space because we're so quick to like jump down her throat. That's my rant. I just wish more people thought like that because I just, listen, maybe she's an awful person, maybe she's not, but I just believe everyone deserves the benefit of the doubt, especially if we're women supporting other women. Like, let's take what she's saying and believe her because she already has so many people doubting her. I like didn't know I was this Olivia Wilde stan, but apparently I am um, because I feel strongly about this and I've heard no other person voice this. I hear podcast after podcast after podcast of people being like, wow, she's a liar. Like they turned on her like that. Um, okay. Tell Me Lies on Hulu. Brand new show. I kept seeing it like You know, when they like recommend stuff you should watch. And I was like, ooh, like sexy guy, sexy girl. This looks good. But like I didn't. And then this weekend I wasn't doing anything. And I was like, let me just put this on and like give it a chance. Because at this point I hadn't really heard the public talking about it. So I didn't know the public perception was that it's so good. So I just put it on. And within like five minutes I was like, yep, I'm done. It's like soft core porn. It's this guy, like the main character – looks so much like every guy I've ever dated that it is a little bit triggering. The girl, the lead, stunning, like so, so beautiful. Um, Basically the show, I know I gave you guys Tea Tribe homework and a lot of you wound up watching it this weekend um, and DMing me. So a lot of you were thanking me, being like, oh my God, thank you so much. And then the rest of you were cursing me because you were like, thank you so much but now I'm really mad I can't binge it because they only released the first three episodes and the rest of them come out weekly so all of you are like oh like now I'm obsessed you're killing me so I'm sorry but I'm also like dying along with you like I'm dying to watch it um but it's basically it follows um a girl and a guy and their relationship over the course of like eight or so years and it starts present day and then it flashes back to them in college And you could already tell off the bat, it's like a very toxic relationship. And I don't know where it's going to turn. I'm hearing it's really different than the book. A lot of people that read the book are telling me like already so much has happened that didn't happen in the book. So they're not even sure where it's going. But all I know is that it's so good. It's steamy. It's toxic. You could relate. Like every girl that dated a guy in college that was a player – could relate to this, maybe not to an extreme extent, but to like him lying and being with two girls at once and like the whole thing. So highly, highly, highly recommend. I think you guys will really like it if you haven't watched it already. Oh, did I talk? Oh, yeah. I talked about dated and related last week. Um, The Crown. So the queen died. Um, What do we say? God save the queen. Um, May she rest in peace. Queen Elizabeth. She was pretty old. So unfortunately, that's just the cycle of life while it is sad. But I now have a desire to watch The Crown because I put on the first episode and I only watched one. I've heard it's very slow the first season. But what I found to be really interesting that I didn't even think I would feel is that 
watching it is different than watching like a Bridgerton because Bridgerton, you know, is fake. Like, you know, where they live is fake. The whole situation's fake. This, it's weird because you're watching it and you feel like you're watching a fictional show. But then you have to remind yourself that like, oh, wait, this is based on real life. Like, this is crazy. So already just in episode one, I'm like, holy shit, this is the queen when she was 25. So it's kind of trippy. Um, so I don't know if I'm going to like stick with it, but I really could use like a new show to watch. So I'm thinking like maybe I'm going to be a crown girl. I don't know. It might be boring, but like I didn't hate it. I found it boring and slow, but I liked it, which is weird for me. So we'll see if I continue to watch it. But anyway, thank you guys so much for listening to this week's podcast. I'm so excited to be back in the swing of things. And I can't wait to see you next Tuesday.